I sold my house and then I quit my job. And I moved to this town that I've never heard of just so I could live in there. Oh no. As the mayor of Virgin River, I'd like to officially welcome you to our little slice of heaven. I obviously can't stay here. I'll have it cleaned. Did you just put a, is that a bird's nest from the oven? Well, I'm a city girl's could shoot whiskey. What makes you think I'm a city girl? We don't tend to get a lot of visitors as beautiful as you. I'm sorry, does that line really work? I'm the new nurse. I don't need you. Well, I signed a contract. No, not with me, you didn't. You are a stubborn goat. Maybe I should just go. Go! I'm worried about you. Just come home. Stop trying to punish yourself for what happened. Nobody blames you. I keep telling myself that I'm crazy for not packing up and going home. How about a show of Virgin River Hospitality? <laughs> you might want to keep your eye on the ball there. Eh? Mm. Okay. What is going on? I'm with a patient. Boy, they said you were a looker. They weren't lying. So, so you just, just moved here. Small towns, the internet is slow, but the gossip is fast. Right. You don't want to face the past, so you ran away from home. I came here so that I could help people. I know how hard it can be to make a first start. I hope you'll stick around. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. As a plant-based cheese company, Dea has never talked about beef in an ad before. Because someone somewhere once had a beef with saying beef and plant-based together. So, putting a slice of Daya cheese on a beef burger, not okay. Well, our delicious melty cheese has a beef with your beef about beef. Because any step towards plant-forward eating is a step in the right direction. Daya, 100% plant-based, even if you're not. Now made with Daya Oat Cream Blend. Welcome to TV Concierge. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm joined by Tea Time's very own Amelia Wedemeyer. Hello, Amelia. Hi, Juliette. Wow. It's exciting to be here. It sure is. We are talking about a quasi-passion of mine and a, a new discovery of yours. I would call it a passion. We are discussing about Netflix's number one show, wow. one week running, Virgin River. Yes, this show is number one on Netflix. I wonder if people have heard of this show. Like, I don't know a lot of people who are like waiting for this drop the way that people wait for Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, Huge Virgin Riverheads. (laughs) Well, I kind of am a Virgin Riverhead. I remember watching... I remember watching all of season one last year back wow. in December okay. across one weekend. It was deep holiday party time. And I remember attending many holiday parties. And my talking point was like, I'm watching Virgin <laughs> River. And what everyone was like, what point. is that? What the fuck is that? And that's what we're here to discuss. What the fuck this show is <laughs> and why it's number one. Um, you know, in a few days, it might not be the Selena show just dropped, but for now it is. So we're mm. going to lean into that. Amelia, give us your 30-second description of Virgin River based on having watched one episode. Okay, so there's this woman. Her name is Mel. 
and she moves from Los Angeles to a small little town called Virgin River, and it's somewhere in California. And she has taken the job as like a a nurse, I think. Yes, she's a nurse. Okay, yes. Um, (laughs) For this old curmudgeon-y doctor guy. And they're like, and you get a house too. And the house is pretty much like unlivable. And in the town, she meets like all the friendly little townsfolk. And like, there's a bartender guy whose name I forgot. And Jack, preacher. Oh, yes. And he... um, he, he, they have like kind of a, well, I, from what I can sense, they have something budding, like a budding little romance. <laughs> and I think it's probably going to be a huge part of the show for the yes. season. Jack and, and Mel coming. is is the fulcrum on which the show operates. That's correct. Okay. That's correct yes. So you've just described a lot of plot, like quite a <laughs> bit of plot. And you only watch one episode. You, so you can only imagine how much unfolds wow. in 20 episodes, which there currently are. Um, <laughs> Why do you think the show is so popular? Just like off the top of your head, like what, what but, about it could uh, be so universally appealing to people? And by people, I think I really mean women. This is a show for sure. for gals. It is a show for gals, not for all gals, but no. And and plenty of men might like it, but like this sure. is, this is targeted at women. <laughs> and is. yeah, if you were like trying to channel your fellow. Uh, women in the world. Like, why yeah. do you think this show is, sticks? Like, what about it? Because this lady, she's she's from the big city and now she has past trauma involving what I think is a dead husband because she has a flashback to him and she was crying and she still has her wedding ring. And she was also wearing his old dirty shirt that he was like, we're going to give this to our kid. <laughs> so I think he's dead because why else would she move by herself and start crying at the thought of him? And I think women, myself included, glom on to these kind of stories. We're like, yeah, your life sucks. Okay, I want to <laughs> see this whole new story, new life for you unfold with the cute bartender guy. And I want to see all those trials and errors and, you know, and maybe you'll do other fun stuff in there. I don't know. Just it's fun to project yourself onto this person. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So it's like, I think what you're saying is it's a classic soap. It's yes. delivered. It's delivered in a different package because it's on Netflix. So, but like right. this show could be on Lifetime. It could be on the Hallmark Channel. Like it's not like a hip show. Like this is like, <laughs> this is not a cool thing to watch though. Maybe number one, but like it has such mass appeal it reminds me of like if Martians made a TV show. Yeah, they're like, here are the beats you need to hit. There needs to be a woman in distress mm-hmm. who's also trying to like reclaim her own power. There <laughs> needs to be a handsome man in this small town that you're just like, wow, I can't believe there's such handsome men here in the high Sierras <laughs> of California. Exactly. There is, a, as you said, a curmudgeon doctor who's like respected by the town that needs to be won over. Yep. And then there's like a cast of characters of like quirky and older ladies yeah yes and did you ever watch everwood on the wb no but i i have heard of everwood it looks a lot like it i i think that this show is really for the generation of women that love the wb aka yes because it's like an adult wb show basically like i don't feel weird watching it i feel weird when i watch teenager shows now because i'm just like "Mm, this is a little creepy i'm not a teenager and i don't have a teenager but yeah. I just feel like this is this is channeling my teenager energy where it's just like so much drama totally. in every episode. 
Well, and it's so funny you mention both the this could be on a Hallmark show because literally when I was watching this, I was like, where when is like Lori Laughlin gonna appear? Like, you know, <laughs> before her court yes. date. Um and, and it also like plays into the whole thing that I think Netflix is getting at. They're like, okay, our corny holiday movies have done super well. Just like what they pretty much copied all of Hallmark and Lifetime's holiday slate. And so now they're like, well, you know, there's a whole audience who loves those shows on Hallmark. Why not create a show that's exactly like whatever, you know, Lori Laughlin or Candace Cameron Bure is doing right now? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also funny that you mentioned the whole WB thing, because also when I was watching this, I was like, I just was waiting for some reason for like the theme music to be like, I don't want to wait for our lives to be over, you know? And I've never seen Dawson's Creek, but I feel like this is Dawson's Creek. Oh my God, record scratch. You've never (laughs) seen any of it? No, but I love that crying meme. Oh my God. That's so funny, Amelia. I can't believe it. It's a real, that's the generation gap between you and me. I'm like, I just finished rewatching season three of Dawson's Creek. When I I told you I was tapping into my teenage television energy, I wasn't lying. (laughs) I Um, love it. This show also has like a lot of really weird maudlin music in it. That reminds (laughs) me of the WB as well. It's just like, it's also, um, it's unusual to have a cloudy looking show. Like it's always cloudy in Virgin River. Have you noticed that? (laughs) No sunshine. Never, never. (laughs) But also no snow. It's just sort of like always, (laughs) always in like a a tropical climate in the mountains. It's like if Seattle were in the mountains or something, it's very confusing about where it could be. I think that also because then you can export it. Like it could be in, you know, if you, if you are watching this show in South America or something, maybe there's like other generic mountain city that you could imagine it to be. (laughs) Totally, totally. I yeah, the cloudiness, the pine trees. It, it could yeah. be anywhere almost. Seriously. What was your review of the acting? Honest, I mean, here's the thing. I my more my problem, I, there wasn't a problem, but like, you know, you can only work with so much if the script is kind of bad. Yeah. And the script wasn't the best. There was some some lines that I was just like, oh my, that would have been just embarrassing to say out loud. So I, <laughs> I feel for these, these poor actors, you know? The show has so much plot, like, and every episode so much unfolds and there's <laughs> a lot of characters that try to give them like full stories. The funny yes. thing about it is there's, there's very little intersecting of stories. Like on Grey's Anatomy, there's a lot of like foreshadowing mm-hmm. and like overlap of how these people are going to be together. This has none. This is just sort of like people walking across the town square and like waving to each other and then onto like their silo of drama. It's super weird. I, I can't understate like the sort of like alternate reality feeling of the show. But the funny thing about it is this came out last December. And I now think there's been like several Netflix shows since that trade in this same world, like Sweet Magnolias, which we also did a TV concierge on. Yes. Did I make you watch it? No, but I've seen like one episode. I, I, I think I like Virgin River more. I don't know. I like them both. They're really different. They both, first of all, they both have Grey's Anatomy ex, uh, former um, <laughs> love interest. Matthew from Grey's is, is the lead on Sweet, or like the lead hunk on Sweet Magnolias. And Nathan from Grey's is the lead on Virgin River. So they, they like traffic in that world. Mm-hmm. Sweet Magnolias is just like somehow way less believable to me. That Like, <laughs> of course, that not, neither of these shows are particularly believable. On television shows like this, no one like, 
really ever has to be anywhere. Like they have like no obligations. Mm. And yet every scene ends with like, I have to go. And then they walk <laughs> out the door. <laughs> truly, truly. Even when the guy pulled the gun on his own brother, which oh was my God. still in the first episode, I was like, what is going on? And there's still 20 minutes left. That's a great point because there's a lot of gun activity in this female <laughs> soap opera. I don't really get it. It's like they also introduce a plot about um, like drug trafficking and um, like people who who live in like just like the mountains, like off the grid and and whatever. It's just like everything possible happens in the show. It's it's super weird. But then it's like so digestible that you watch one episode and you're like on to the next. And yes, it's it's again a testament to Netflix, because if you had to wait like week to week to be like, what's going to happen with Mel and Jack? I don't know that you I don't know that you'd hang in there. Exactly. Given the opportunity to watch like three at a time and then come back and then another, you know, another season's coming. Yeah. It's just like you, you, you can't resist it. It's just wild. But also <laughs> one thing this and Sweet Magnolias has in common in some of their other programs as well. They're based on books. So there's a lot ah. of source material. Did you feel like you could feel that, that source material energy on the show? Totally. Well, yeah. Again, to your point where so much happens, I feel like this must have been a series where it's like, okay, the first book was the first episode and the next book was the next episode. Or like it could, you could have fit several books into the first season probably. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but they did it. So I'm in season two. You're not there yet. That's okay. No, you probably, no. you might never get there. No big deal. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. TBD. It's a good show to watch with your mom. Like if you're both just like, we need to decompress. It's a great mother daughter show. That's funny. See, me and my mom love reality TV. Oh, she's like really into that. She loved Breaking Amish. She oh, loves that is swamp a good show. people. Yeah, she she just loves like Alaska Gold Rush. So we'll watch those shows together. But That's yes, really I know funny. what you mean. Yeah. In season two, I get the impression that they stop following the, bl- the blueprint of the book because mm. somehow it gets even crazier <laughs> and like and like kind of worse. Oh, no. But also in some ways more enjoyable. I don't know. They just make so many weird decisions. Like there's this one character who's supposed to be pregnant with twins, but she only they only shoot her from like the bust up and they don't make any other attempt to make her look pregnant. They just like <laughs> don't show the rest of her body. It's it's so it's just so weird. And these shows aren't cheap, but they have sure. the, the, the feeling of being like low production value, don't they? Yes. Yes, they do. Again, like because the the. The actors they use are people you've seen, but they're not top build actors. Like the main character, uh, actress Mel, she was in American Horror Story. I looked her up. Oh, uh, she was? Yes. I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, she was in the first season and I think uh, one episode of Coven or something. But she was also, have you seen She's the Man? Of course. Great movie. Yes. <laughs> she plays the hot girlfriend Monique. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so she's had some good roles, but like nothing like you're starring or whatever. Like you're the awesome main lady. So I feel like, you know, we recognize her, but we might be like, I don't know where I recognize this woman from. Yeah, it's a funny point because I've been trying to like place her and I haven't really been able to. And I feel like a lot of people on this show are like, not even that guys. They wouldn't win the award on <laughs> the rewatchables, but you know, there's something so familiar about that face. Like where have you yes. seen it before? <laughs> yes. Same with the woman who is the doctor's assistant lady. I was like, I swear to God, I know this woman, but I don't. I, yeah, I know. Also, Tim Matheson is in this show. He's a, he's the curmudgeon doctor. And I just okay. feel like if you watch Heart of Dixie, which I'm sure you haven't, he plays the exact same role. Like literally also <laughs> the town doctor. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's just like a really famous actor who's been around a long time. He was in Animal House and like the Brady wow. Bunch movie. Like he's like just <laughs> legit. He directs a few episodes in season two. Wow. But like, I'm just like, does he have to do the show? I, I don't get it. There's just, this is just the Netflix phenomenon of like just so populist. There's no other way to put it. It's just like, yeah. this is a show for so many people. Totally. Um, but it's just funny because like, it must be getting a ton of views. And I, I'd love to know how the numbers stack up against like Stranger Things or even Umbrella Academy because like those are uh, so popular, but those are like kind of, well, Stranger Things is definitely cool. I don't know if we can call Umbrella Academy cool. Do you know anyone who watches it? I don't know anyone who watches it. But, but it's the biggest show worldwide for Netflix. That's wild. Wow. Understanding what makes a show number one, both worldwide and in the US, is like endlessly fascinating to me. Like, yes. one of the reasons I want to talk about all of the bits of like what makes this show so weird is you're like, and yet somehow it's a hit. Like, there's definitely going to be a season three. Oh, totally. Well, here's the funny thing, I think, as well, is that, you know, I'm, I feel like there are more think pieces and more just in-depth articles about Stranger Things and like Umbrella Academy. Whereas when I Googled Virgin River, one of the only websites who had this whole, because I was like Mel and Jack or whatever the guy's name is. And it, I, the one of the top hits was like the Pioneer Woman blog. <laughs> so that just shows you who's writing about this yeah. show. And it's not like, you know, Esquire it's outside or GQ. of like the critical mainstream. Right. Yes, exactly. I had to go to the Pioneer Woman's blog to read about their love. It's funny you put it that way. Cause like, as we're discussing, I'm like, you know, it's really not a water cooler show. Like you just, right. you, you talk to your friends or I talk to my friends about how bad it is, but like, it's not really like, oh my God, we need to talk about like this specific moment. Like, totally. It's, it's just like really a time passer. It's kind of like an ideal <laughs> yeah. streaming show. Cause you're just like, I'm home. It's here. I'm going to do it. And like, that's that. But like a lot of people do that. It's just, it's a, it's a phenomenon. Yeah. Right? Why, if you're wondering why the fuck the show is number one, it's just, <laughs> It covers the gamut. It hits so many beats. <laughs> yes, it does. It has so much plot that you just can't look away. And 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 again, like it, it's like just completely silly. It's kind of perfect for the moment. It wasn't necessarily perfect for the moment last year when I watched all of season one in one weekend, but so be it. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> if you were wondering about Virgin River, now you know. Probably recommend it to someone in your life. There's gotta be a soap opera lover in your in your life. Even if you I don't identify as one. Like I never identify as a soap opera lover, but I'm I'm coming to terms with it, like based on the TV shows that I love. Like they're basically like they're soap basically operas. telenovelas. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is a good aunt show. Like you could recommend it to your aunt mm -hmm. and she'd probably mm -hmm. like it. Yeah, it's back where we started. It's a great talking point for holiday parties <laughs> with your family and with others. Exactly. Check out Virgin River on Netflix. If you're just looking to spend some time with TV this weekend, I'm Juliette Littman. This is Amelia Wedemeyer. Thanks so much for listening to TV Concierge. We'll be back on Monday. Bye.